Today, in the readings of the Mass, we see the apostles in the beginning of their deeds, their actions, their evangelization, and we hear them say, when they are brought to the authorities, uh, they are commanded to be silent, and they say, we must obey God rather than men. Yesterday we, we talked about confirmation, and today we see the fruits of this confirmation in the courage of the apostles. Um, they need to obey God. That means that they need to talk, to speak about what they have heard, what they have seen. That is uh, the reason Christ. And in Christ they have discovered a new vocation, a new image of the man who has been renewed by the project of the Creator. Now our vocation is not anymore the tomb, but we are called to be risen with Jesus. So they need to be obedient to God, who has been working in history. And uh, from this obedience to God, uh, the apostles and then all Christians begin to have an influence in society. They, they, they didn't want just to influence in the establishment or in the government, but they brought a, a new image of the person, a new vocation of the human being, which they had discovered, seen and heard in Jesus Christ. We are called to communion. We are destined to friendship with the Creator. All this that is born at Easter helps us to reflect on the word common good. Today we talk about the common good, and the common good is not just those goods, those goods that, you know, help many isolated individuals, right? They are common, like the roads, like the water, and each of us isolated can receive benefit from living with others, because we have highways, roads, water, electricity. The common good is not just a, a sum of all these goods, but it is the fact that the very communion of men is a good. So Christians accepted a concept of the common good because they understood that all men share the same good. They have all been created by the same Father. And at the same time, they live this common good as something that could not simply be achieved in this world, but which is a path toward a true homeland beyond death. Um, this time of pandemic poses many challenges to our idea of common good when we are all trying to get our individual goods and the more I, I buy, the less the other one is able to buy, hoarding. This is a time in which also the state has had to intervene a lot, uh, invoking the common good, and this can be justified by the emergency situation. But the church recalls uh, in turn, uh, one of the principles that are key uh, regarding the common good, and is subsidiarity. The, the principle of subsidiarity affirms that society is not built from above, from the state, but from the people and their relationships. We could say from below. Therefore, subsidiarity affirms that the state is at the service of what can be done by the person, by the family, by society. So the best basic cell of society is the family.
And this principle can be deduced from the statement of the apostles. We must obey God before men. Because it is God who has written in the heart of the person this unique dignity. And it's this God who has called that person to communion with his brothers and sisters and with him in the family. So the family has this priority given by the principle of subsidiarity. The common good also speaks to us about the vocation of the, the one who has been appointed to serve the common good, those who hold public offices. And today it's very important because there is no trust in politicians. So one danger we see in this situation is that of the politician who just washes his hands and says, I am doing nothing else than following the opinion of the, the technicians, epidemiologists, I follow the technical opinion of science. And of course, the technical opinion, the scientific opinion is very important, but we cannot forget that the decisions about society in these difficult times affect the common good. They cannot be decided by the technician. Science, um, science limits itself to observing one aspect of reality because of its scientific method, Science cannot have the overall vision of the complete good of man. So it is a simplification to think that science has all the answers, especially because we are dealing with a new virus. And the minimum conditions to carry out the experimental method proper to science have been lacking. So all these decisions that are fundamental, eh, they need to be informed by technical opinion but they are not technical decisions. They are decisions for the common good. They require the participation and debate of all because we are all responsible for the common good. And they especially require a response from the ruler, from the governor, from the, the president of a state. The great question that opens up is the question of the good. The good of the person, the good of society is a, a unique good, a good that brings together all the different points of view of the sciences, of psychology, sociology, medicine, economics, uh, all the dimensions of the human person. So to obey God before men, this response of the apostles brings to us a light, because only from God we have this point of view in unity, considering all the dimensions about what is the good of man and the good of society. So this means, above all, understanding that health and just keeping our physical life cannot be the ultimate value. If this were so, we could justify a lot of things like slavery in order to save my life. I will obey any man before God if that will save my life, because my earthly life is the ultimate value. But faith in the Creator the one through whom and from whom we live, tells us that there is such a thing as the just and the true that gives meaning to our life and allows us to find a, a solution that is in, in unity, all the dimensions of the human life. So by proclaiming the primacy of God, the apostles um, proclaim the possibility of a common good that is really a treasure to human society. Can we recover this common good today in times of coronavirus?